This is Garrison Hardy with your CrossPolitik Daily News Brief for Tuesday, June 27, 2022. Pastor Toby is on vacation this week, spending time with his family, so here I am, pinch-hitting once again. Today, I want to start off this news brief talking about our conference, because folks, the early bird registration is coming to an end here at the end of June. So this Thursday. So again, this year, our national conference is in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. The theme of this year's conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. Satan is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government who has rejected God. We have especially been lied to these last two years, and the COVID panic has been one of the central mechanisms that our government has used to lie to us and to grab more power. Next up, Roe versus Wade. Because Christians have not been reading their Bibles, we are susceptible to lies and weak in our ability to fight these lies. God has given us his word to fight Satan and his lies, and we need to recover all of God's word, its serrated edge and all. Mark your calendars for October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with fellowship, Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, hanging with our awesome vendors, meeting new friends, and more. Early bird tickets are available now, but they will be gone before you know it, as in this Thursday, June 30th. So sign up right now at flfnetwork.com. Again, that's flfnetwork.com. New York Supreme Court strikes down law that allowed non-citizens to vote. Man, I know this isn't the nation's Supreme Court, but a Supreme Court coming in with another win. New York City's City Council approved a measure in January to give non-citizens the right to vote in local elections. But after a suit was brought by the GOP lawmakers, the New York Supreme Court ruled that no, non-citizens do not have the right to vote. The plan would have added some 800,000 New Yorkers to the voting rolls and would have allowed them to vote for mayor, public advocate, city council, borough presidents, and school boards. Justice Ralph Porzio said that the law was in direct violation of the New York State Constitution. Quote, the New York State Constitution expressly states that citizens meeting the age and residency requirements are entitled to register and vote in elections, he said. Though voting is a right so many citizens take for granted, the city of New York cannot obviate the restrictions imposed by the Constitution, Porzio continued, going on to say that the weight of the citizens' vote will be diluted by municipal voters and candidates and political parties alike will need to reconfigure their campaigns, end quote. The bill allowed non-citizens to register in political parties and vote in local elections if they hold green cards or have working visas. The only additional requirement for non-citizens is that they have been residents of New York City for a mere 30 days. In striking down the law, Porzio said that though plaintiffs have not suffered harm today, the harm they will suffer is imminent. The bill was slated to go into effect for the 2023 election year. Outgoing Mayor Bill de Blasio was not in favor of the measure, shocker, but agreed to sign the law anyway. Current Mayor Eric Adams was on board with the bill, saying that while the bill might not be legal, green card holders should get the vote. The idea was that because they were impacted by local leaders, they were being taxed, they should also vote, despite being a right for only U.S. citizens. The bill was touted by immigrant activists as necessary because those immigrant non-citizens pay taxes and should therefore be permitted to vote. Do they really pay taxes, though? Anyways, Staten Island City Councilman Jor Borelli said that the ruling was today's decision validates those of us who can read the plain English words of our state constitution and state statutes. Non-citizen voting in New York is illegal. 
and shame on those who thought that they could skirt the law for political gain. Opposition to this measure was bipartisan and cut across countless neighborhood and ethnic lines. Yet progressives choose to ignore both our Constitution and public sentiment in order to suit their aims. Well said. I commend the court in recognizing reality and reminding New York's professional protester class <laughs> that the rule of law matters. Well said. Again, that was from uh, City Councilman Joe Borelli. Brave words. Disney offering Johnny Depp $301 million to return to the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise, according to reports. Hollywood actor Johnny Depp is reportedly set to return to Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean franchise after the entertainment giant offered Depp a whopping $301 million to return to the role. He also had to give up his soul as part of the deal. Oh, sorry, they didn't write that. That was just me. Depp was set was let go from the franchise in 2018 after starring in five movies, making the film's box office successes and some of the most profitable movies of all time. A jury recently found that Amber Heard defamed Depp in an op-ed about domestic violence published by the Washington Post in 2018. It was alleged that Depp was let go from Pirates of the Caribbean in part because of the claims made in that op-ed, which I think is pretty obvious now. An insider told Australian outlet pop topic that Disney is, quote, very interested in patching up their relationship with Johnny Depp. They reached out to the actor prior to this defamation trial against Amber Heard and asked whether he would be interested in returning for another Pirates film or two. I know corporate sent him a gift basket with a very heartfelt letter, but I'm unsure how it was received, the source alleged. But what I can tell you is that the studio has already penned up a draft for him about Jack Sparrow, so they are very hopeful that Johnny will forgive them and return as his iconic character, end quote. According to Pop Topics Insider, the company is prepping a deal for up to $301 million that will include a sizable donation to a charity of Johnny Depp's choice. The deal is reportedly for Johnny Depp to return as Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean 6, a spinoff of Disney Plus series about the early life of Captain of the Black Pearl. Following his legal victory, Depp said in a statement six years later, and the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled, end quote. Personally, as much as I love Johnny's portrayal of Captain Jack, I think it's time for he and the franchise to end. I don't know about you guys, but the movies just weren't as good. But as we all know, Disney, I'm sure they'll want to keep their cash cow afloat. Using a smartphone or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations. In a world saturated with pornography and other harmful content, what's a Christian to do? We need to take a proactive approach, welcoming transparency in our digital media choices, and accountable to you makes that easy. Their accountability software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices in real time to the accountability partners that you choose. With accountability in place, your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live with purity and integrity. Learn more and try it free at accountabletoyou.com slash FLF. Again, that's accountabletoyou.com slash FLF. Thieves steal gas from pumps as prices hit record highs across America. Who could have seen this coming? Thieves across the United States are stealing gas as fuel prices hit record highs, according to reports. The criminals are physically taking gas from pumps and other vehicles or by hacking gas retailers' networks. Although the thieves think they are doing drivers a favor by reselling stolen gas at a discount, 
Experts argue that they're doing more harm than good. There is no Robin Hood in this. This is according to Jeff Leonard, Vice President of Strategic Industry Initiatives at the National Association of Convenience Stores. That's a mouthful. Or the NACS, he told Fox News Digital. The gas station owner is the least responsible for high prices. The cost of theft gets passed on in higher prices. And when people are driving around with unsecured stolen fuel, of course, that's a concern to anybody. It's really sad because who's really losing out on these types of situations is the gas station owner. You can literally put them out of business and into bankruptcy by doing this kind of stuff. Even though stealing oil might be helping people or getting free gas, I disagree with that part of the quote because, while it's a sin. This is really a bad thing for these gas station owners, he said in Virginia Beach. And speaking of Virginia Beach, earlier this month, police observed numerous vehicles using devices to pump gas from a Sitco station that was closed at the time. Individuals were then selling the gasoline at a discounted rate through a phone application and had advertised the operation on social media. Smart. It was determined that thousands of dollars worth of gasoline was stolen from the business over several days. That's according to the Virginia Beach Police Department that said it in a June 14th press release. As Fox News reported, to protect themselves from cyber attacks, fuel retailers should make sure their networks are up to date and properly secured so that their technology infrastructure has no vulnerabilities or weaknesses, allowing hackers to infiltrate their networks or, and steal or change information. Stores and franchises should also train their employees, Kim at NGT Academy co-founder Jacob Hess said. More thieves are stealing gas in the United States states with 25% of fuel retailers reporting an increase in gas thefts. Physical gas thefts not involving cyber attacks are another issue as well. My goodness, we we just the Lord is heaping some judgment on us right now. Now it's time for the topic that I love. Sports, you guys should know it by now. This is from the New York Post. Novak Djokovic won't change his mind on COVID vaccine to play in the U.S. Open. In other words, he won't bow his knee to tyranny. Love it. Novak Djokovic knows that, as things stand now, Wimbledon will be his last Grand Slam tournament of 2022 because he is not able to play in the U.S. Open as he has not received any COVID-19 shots and can't enter the United States as an unvaccinated foreigner. Apparently, that's still a thing. According to Djokovic, that, the 35-year-old from Serbia, said Saturday at the All England, club is an extra motivation for me to do well here, end quote. Djokovic began his season tied with Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, Federer's my favorite, by the way, at 20 major championships, then the record for a man at the time. But Djokovic's decision to not get vaccinated led to his deportation from Australia before the Australian Open in January. That's when I started to respect uh, Djokovic a lot more. And Nadal ended up winning that tournament to get his 21st. Nadal then beat Djokovic in the quarterfinals at the French Open en route to earning his 22nd slam title this month. When Wimbledon starts on Monday, Djokovic will have the honor of the opening play at center court as he is the defending champion. He is seated number one and will be bidding for a fourth consecutive title at the All-England Club and seventh overall. He said in a press conference, Hopefully I can have a very good tournament as I have done in the last three editions. Then I'll just have to wait and see. I would love to go to the States, but as of today, that's not possible, he said. There is not much I can do anymore. I mean, it's really up to the U.S. government to make a decision whether or not they allow unvaccinated people to go into the country. A reporter noted that Djokovic still has time to get vaccinated if he wants to bend his knee to tyranny. No, he didn't say that. But before play begins at Flushing Meadows on August 29th, and then asked him whether you've, quote, completely closed your mind to that as an option. Djokovic replied with one word. Yes. 
Good on you, Djokovic. Good on you. I used to not be a big fan of the guy because, like I said, Roger Federer fan here. And Djokovic beat him a couple times and got in his way. But right now, he's got a fan of me. So... This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you liked the show, go ahead and hit that share button. You know what to do. Or, hey, you could go sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or for our conference. All of that can be found at flfnetwork.com. And please, by the way, early bird pricing ends this Thursday, so sign up for the conference now. And as always, if you want to talk about corporate partnerships, let's talk. Email me at garrison at fightlampfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and Lord bless. We'll see you next time.